it's um kind of funny, right? I begin to prepare before I do these recordings um, as if I'm going on stage, as if I'm going out to enjoy, you know, some kind of performance, I guess, or be a performance. And I guess in my head, I can do that, right? Um, it's something I've always done, whether it's before a track meet or before a football game, right? Um, any type of competition, honestly, even before I work out, um, almost as if cleansing myself before I begin or preparing myself um, to be clean one last time before, you know, go to war or rough up or some shit like that. You know what I mean? And that's interesting. Um, it relates to today's topic, actually, um, about simply put mask. Um, mask. There's more than mask, right? Um, more than mask. Essentially creativity, right? Our creation of mask. Man, as much as I try to stay away from this topic, it just rears its head back in. I was actually in the shower, right? And so I was doing some thinking. And what I was thinking about was essentially what I wanted to talk about. And I wasn't in great detail, like I tell you all. I don't really plan these out. They kind of just form themselves in a sense. But, you know, having a topic is the one thing that I try to get before going in. Because if I have that, at least I know there's an agenda with the topic, right? Um, and so with that topic in mind, mask and how we create them i couldn't help but think that it seems to go back to the notion of you know the perfect being right the perfect masculine male the perfect well woman feminine female can we say that <laughs> and so when i consider that it's on a whole new um level of conversation because we're no longer talking about rules laws and regulations instead we're talking just about being human you know, like what it means to be human and it doesn't take any law or policy stance to feel that right right it's just how we feel right what we feel we must live up to or to grow into right to become um essentially and while we're not there yet, we have that image of what it should be like, right? No telling what it really is, but it's what we should, or it's what it should be from our imagination, right? From our curiosity, the knowledge we gained about it, we've built an image of it. We've created it, right? And we've created ourselves in that moment to be like that, a mask. And it doesn't necessarily have to be solely on a performance. A action is enough to suffice, right? Or a activity, um, whether with groups of friends or by yourselves, right? Um, and I'm sure there's moments when we take off this mask, right? And put on possibly another, maybe, um, for a different scenario, for a different reason, and one of those scenarios is close to my heart football right football um 
the mask you have to wear in football. You know, it covers your face. In a sense, it takes away the humanity, right? And you just see the other team. Interesting. It is interesting, right? How we're able to do that. Turn it on and off once that mask come on. Robotic in nature. Yet powerful. Um, gladiatorial tournaments are interesting, right? And football stadiums are interesting. Right? I'll stop there, right? They're pretty interesting, right? A performance. <laughs> Both were, right? Just of different ages. Though drawing blood is sometimes what people seek when they sit in the stands, right? Um, these could be your everyday Joes, but their masks, do they come off or does another one come on when they reach those stadiums? Did they put masks on when they watch performances in the past? And when masquerades were a thing, yes, for sure. I've always seen them in movie theaters as well. I wonder. There's something poetic about that kind of history, right? And this conversation, something artistic, maybe. But um, I'm a Cowboys fan, right? And I think that the advertisement robot that understands my conversations that I have understands that and directs me to those kind of um, or directs those kind, that kind of information toward me. And one in particular that came was Dak Prescott's um, conversation, speech, quotes made by or paraphrased by Skip Bayless. Um, very interesting, right? Very interesting. Um, and while I won't get into the details of that, I thought it was a very different conversation in the sense that it dealt with another person's perspective right on how we should be masculine in the situation of football right and we must disconnect ourselves from that that mental illness known as depression right we should wear our mask we should put our football mask on and that is what we should be Whenever we expose ourselves, I believe that's what he's saying, right? I believe he's saying never let people know you're Clark Kent, right? Um, and I believe that is an argument for a lot of people, right? When we're building that perfect image of what we should be seeing, what we should be experiencing, what we should be living through. And to have a dose of reality, maybe, maybe, in our imagination is unacceptable, I am upset, essentially, right? It's very interesting to think about. And so I think that's where Bayless comes from, right? That's where he comes from in the conversation. And yet I find it more masculine, right? The perfect man's, like we left off last time, would be able to take off his mask and tell the world, how he feels and still operate as he does. Was he truly ever wearing a mask is what we should ask, right? That's what we should ask ourselves. Or did he put on another one to give us strength? I wonder which is better taking off, putting on. Maybe it's a balance, right? Maybe it's a balance. I often wonder, you know, are we too much of one thing and not enough of the other? And how many 
of things could we be at once? Interesting, right? Interesting. Or over time. It takes a balance, right? It takes a balance. Um, I think it does. Even the human body takes a proper balance to function as it does, right? To function as it should, right? There's a balance of give and take, of being and not being. What that balance is, I don't know. But truly, experiences are a part of it. Truly, experiences are a part of it. Um, our experiences may shape the mask that we put on in different ways, may change the mask we put on. Um, and we're able to do it seamlessly, right? Um, this goes back to my multiple theories of personalities, right? But you always know you're in existence, never not out of it, right? Even though you switched your behavior, even though you switched your personality your jokes that you laugh at the things that you say right the things that you will not stand for the things that you will stand for um different moments calls for different actions and we never pick those moments right they kind of present themselves to us right <laughs> um these moments in which we choose to do these things can have catastrophic effects both good and bad right destructive and non-destructive supportive and unsupportive you get the idea and how long can we truly truly keep up such a charade masquerade performance right at what point can we not hold ourselves together and be who we want to be right maybe not so much meant to be or hope to be I don't know. I wonder. Those are important terms, right? Those are important things to conversate about. Um, and surely hope and mint are great things in balance, right? Are great things in balance. The masculine man would have those, right? He would have those things um, for sure. The perfect human. Can we say that? The perfect human. The perfect human being would have those things or the perfect being right the fuck's a human <laughs> um the perfect being would have those things maybe i wonder in balance in moderation right um there's no way of knowing until you've experienced all of existence though right i imagine so i imagine scientifically um in our lifetime it is feasible through science but not applicable applicable through science funny words in education right um we never say them correctly when we're talking about them um we attempt to but it's because they're words that you don't typically say right you don't typically have them in conversations um your tongue and your vernacular skills are not up to the task as you can see i struggle um and then you might hear people say the same word in different ways uh, man and that's the craziest thing ever to be honest with you uh, whether it's accent or just the way they probably taught themselves the word. <laughs> um, Google is teaching people words, right? Um, they have a new button or an old button that you hit the audio and it says it for you. Even the syllables. Interesting. Education through network. Online learning or even further than that, right? Even further than that. Um, what if 
information was chosen um, worldwide, what to learn, what to say, what to do. Um, is it still objective? Right? Um, what would be formed out of that kind of mind, right? I wonder. I would think that if you never encountered something, then maybe you would just be, could you really wear a mask then? Um, you've been programmed to act a certain way. And so truly, are you wearing a mask or are you you? I wonder. Because um, these questions are connected, right? These scenarios can be connected because what information are we not learning about as United States citizens, I wonder? And how does that affect us, right, with interacting with other countries, I wonder. And I wonder vice versa, of course, um, vice versa as well. Um, is it more accepting? Is it more condemning? Um, do we see them as other human beings? And if we do, how are we treating them as human beings? And how do we treat other human beings? Do we don't care? Do we hate? Do we love? I wonder. Um, it's different for every individual, right? It's different. But um, naturally, we're able to travel, those that do travel um, on a nonviolent spree, right? Um, you tend to typically get along with the next person, so much so that they don't invade your space, so much so that they don't get too close to your mask, right? <laughs> too close to the face. Um, literal, literal and Man, we want to say literal, but we also want to say, let's say metaphorically, you know, creatively, essentially, um, abstract. Um, yeah, we can go with those. And so when someone's getting too close to that, they're able to what influence that, right? In some way, shape or form, physical or otherwise. And so it's better to be away from a stranger like that, right? It's better not to love a person like that, you know, because they could do harm. But it's also better not to get close because they can do harm, good or bad, right, physically. Um, and we consider both the emotional and the physical aspect when it comes to those scenarios because each play a part into how we're going to treat that person. Are we going to treat them like our best friend, right? Are we going to treat them like a parent? I wonder, um, I wonder, right? How is it we should treat someone that we've never met, that we've never interacted with, that we don't know the culture of, and they vice versa? How do you interact? Is it violent or loving, right? That matters, that matters because on the topic of aliens, right? If we were to meet them, those conversations would need to be had, right? Just on a regular basis, right? Because as much as curiosity tells us, oh, hey, we should um, try and do our best with them. Do they have that same interest? In nature, we see what animals do to other animals, right? 
We see what we do when we go to ATB, right? We put them on motherfucking display because it's like, yo, bro, do you want this slab of cow or this slab of cow? You know, do you want this slab of eggs or this slab of eggs? I know you don't call it that. You may call it a rack of eggs, but you get my point. A slab of ribs? Da-da-da. You know, and then we have different animals, right? You know, and some people will find that grotesque. Um, I find a tiger gnawing, right? Just pure gnawing, ripping the fur off with its pure tongue and bone and smoothing out that bone. Far, far more grotesque, if you ask me. I mean, he takes his time with it. No, it's not wasteful. It's not wasteful. I don't think. I imagine they do waste food. I see my dog just stare at some food and just walk away. They don't need to eat as much. And yet there's faster and masculine truly built for something right most likely eating and i wonder if animals to that degree to that intellectual level are incapable of putting on a mask they are what they are a tiger will most likely gnaw you and lick you dry if it is hungry right and yet humans we can choose to say no you know if we are selfless enough, we can choose options, right? As if we are aware of choices, um, whether they are presently, currently, or will be. Um, that's interesting, right? And so are we hiding that natural instinct until it is absolutely needed, right? And that goes back to... Dak Prescott, right, and Skip Bayless, and this conversation of depression and mental illness and mask, right? Do we know that Dak Prescott is putting on a mask or taking it off, either or, until he absolutely needs it? And if that's the case, that is truly a part of the masculine male, right? Human in all degrees. In shapes and form, right? A leader. Someone I would probably look up to, you know? I'm sure. We all look up to different people nowadays, right? Um, who do we emulate most with, in a sense? Um, for males, that's typically guys. You know, most people talk about George Washington. I, I don't, but some people do. Um, and things like that, right? And so... Um, with women, I'm sure it's about the same to an extent, right? To an extent, who we're exposed to, who we're supposed to be like. It's interesting. It's interesting. And that's a lot of pressure for the people that know and understand that conversation, right? Who are in those positions where people look up to them and they have to choose to be better. Or so what we call better than themselves, right? What the social standard approves of better um, I don't know if cancel culture is placing the proper burden on people when it comes to things like that, you know, um, we are hiding our blemishes and I wonder if that is necessary. Creativity has a lot of things, including blemishes. Um, oftentimes I find that my best art comes from a blemish and I Truly, truly, if it's a blemish worth 
adorning i will keep it right um some blemishes i don't keep yeah you're absolutely right i'll fuck up and i'll burn the bitch and throw it away or some shit you know cut it up and that's important because it shows that i am particular all right i don't know what blemish i'm looking for i just feel it right and so i often wonder you know i wonder about that um because it's very very particular how truly do i know that it's perfect if i've never seen the perfect image before even in my imagination it hasn't been drawn up it's like oh this is nice um this is nice this is good right and so maybe there's a natural feel of how we're supposed to be and i can't help but think that our natural feel is to some extent coexists in a certain balance right in a certain balance where you're supposed to coexist and i think these conversations should be had when it comes to those things um most definitely and going back to Dak prescott um the absolute choice in deciding whether or not to show which mask or true face is up to him not bayless in the point of that conversation that's what i would say in in the point of that conversation but it doesn't mean that conversation can't be had right it doesn't mean it can't be had up for discussion up for debate most definitely it can be but whether or not the debate should be said or not is not up for debate, right? These conversations must be had because these conversations are important. It shows how we think. It shows as evidence of how we have this imagination all our own, independent of anybody else but my own imagination. And we try to give that imagination, that image of perfection to others, right? We try to give it to them. Though they would never truly have the same perfection. Though they will never truly have the same imagination. Because it is independent solely of yourself and everybody else, right? It is based on your... I probably messed that up, what I was saying earlier, and that's okay. But it is based solely on you and your experiences throughout life, right? Because it's been touched in so many different ways, grasped in so many different ways, folded in so many different ways, ripped in however many ways, right? All emotions in ways unique to your life. That's crazy to think about that's crazy to have a conversation about but that's what goes into decisions and i think those decisions happen at a rapid rate i don't know how fast computers are but i know at their point of existence they are not faster than the thoughts that we gather in a minute cannot be I think that I think the speed at which we generate thought is out of this fucking world. Right. I believe that. And yet we are building an 
AI system to try to emulate that, right? I mean, the load up speed on things we are trying to decrease based on tools, technology, resources, energy, transferable devices. You got all these big words, right? To connect everything into a simultaneous hive mind of an internet, right? It sounds crazy to think about, but truly, I believe it's happening. Truly. Because the perfect internet would most definitely have that, right? Instantaneous speed, right? Low bandwidth usage on all the extremities of data consumption and download and upload and streaming speeds, right? But there needs to be a way to contain it. And the only way that we know it can be contained is with, well, hard drives, um, data control, um, a multitude of things. Honestly, I'm not a computer person, so I don't know from beyond that point. Um, so that's where my example is going to stop there. But you get the idea. A computer person can definitely finish that off. Um, should they choose to, they could definitely finish that theory off. I think they would be wonderful. Um, and like, what do we do with that information? Right. What are we to do with that? Um, I don't know, but it affects us on our choice level, right? Making choices. It affects us. Um, we can process so much so fast is what I'm getting at that we just understand and we say, in conversation, it's not 10, 20 thoughts broken down in a matter of minutes. Um, it may have been 100,000 words, images, scenarios playing back through your head. A flashback responded in less than a second, you know, or within those seconds. So there's a process before you speak. And the human mind is so fast that it's faster than itself. I can understand why people would say that it's grasping ideas from the ethereal, right? Um, and that's just like energy space, as they call it, <laughs> the ether, grasping at the ether, just pure energy, pure thought, something like that of some kind of substance, I imagine. But what's a part of that is also language, right? What's a part of that is language. And although language is a barrier, in all these different ways, in all these different mechanics, it is still a tool to understand the next person. It is truly a wonderful device, a technique, um, a, t a technology in itself that is used on computers, right? That is used to translate. And um, although this is a different topic and I go back to it, um, just like a computer processes that and it slows down and it burns up and it heats up so can the same thing happen to us right which goes back into how many of us can we truly have right that theory how many um pieces of mass can we put on and take off before we are overloaded before we are burnt out right how much criticism can we take until we're burned out? How many football hits can we take until we're burned out? These are all things on the fundamental level, right? And we can experience these things in so many ways. 
and thoughts and the process of thoughts um, cannot be ignored when it comes to these things. Right. It has to be recognized. Um, The conversation is there. Right. Because scientifically, if we're evolving on an intellectual level so that we may evolve on a physical level. Conversations like these are necessary right? conversations like these are necessary for the human mind. We cannot forget it. A balance exists. Right. Um, I believe that the perfect human being would have substance of this, would have facts of this, would have life experience of this matter. Um, I do not. But truly one consciousness could. And that's why I say, you know, you know, the perfect human would undoubtedly have some form of tech in his body, right? In his mind, able to process information readily. While the mind can contain an unimaginable amount, we do not know that amount yet, right? So we can't judge it, right? We can't say which is which, which is needed. (laughs) That was weird. Which which is needed, right? Um, for the particular moment. And so we have to be able to process information and learn information at a faster rate, which we will. Otherwise, being too slow, like I said in the last, would be our inevitable doom. <coughs> um, excuse me. Um, that was like a half choke, half cough, and then a little bit of a laugh. All mixed in one, right? It's never just one thing. And so, um, considering those things, where will we go, right? Um, how fast can we survive, essentially? Or, you know, how fast are we going to be put out of existence? And, of course, much like technology and aliens we've touched on, this, of course, touches on my favorite topic, travel. Um the things we create, how fast we create them, the mass we create them, the choices we make them, oftentimes putting us in a situation where we must create new choices, right? <laughs> um, come up with a new way out because A and B are not working. <laughs> and so um, these options are, you know, just, there's so many, right? And they happen so fast. How can Bayless truly accept his stance on those things, right? Toward Prescott. Um, how can anybody make a choice on such things, right? We should applaud those that are willing to, I guess, share their emotions, honestly. Um, especially, especially on the male side of things. You know, we're taught not to share our emotions, right? And it can drive us crazy, right? You know, it really can. If you're horny, no, you can't call a girl beautiful. The fuck? What the fuck's wrong with you? How dare you? <laughs> I try to seduce. <laughs> right. We can't do those things. Um, sometimes they say um, I don't want to say we can't do those things. You can do them things and just have really awkward, bad consequences. Right. Sometimes, um, sometimes, sometimes it's just a flat rejection, which isn't that's not bad. Right. That's not bad. Um, I listened to this uh, YouTuber. Right. And it's going to surprise you all, of course, because, you know, um, <laughs> You get some crazy responses, but NBA, right? Um, and he talks about masculinity, right? And it's not all the way wrong, right? It's wrong, but it's not all the way fucking wrong. Um, 
he reminds me of my father in a sense. I feel like they would have a great conversation, though my father's an asshole, right? Um, but what dads are not assholes, right? Throughout history, right? You know, I'm gonna say, hey, man, it's just, I'll be like, am I gonna be an asshole? <laughs> right? You gotta wonder about those things, right? I don't know, maybe. But um, you have to wonder about um, dads, choices mask and where exactly that plays a role right it's important um so important just like Dak prescott just like skip bayless these conversations must happen right um wherever that thought was going as far as <coughs> the story of dads it definitely ended with Dak prescott and skip bayless um, <clears throat> but moving on from that, I would also like to mention that the speed at which we consider things and choices um, doesn't necessarily mean that we are, how do you say, responding with the best intention, you know, whether it's clever or unclever or witty or unwitty. Um, those can be intellectually um, prosperous in our conversation, but most definitely it can be detrimental toward our emotional states and how we feel toward another um, when it comes to those things. And I think that's important um, to consider. I think that um, it's a lot to consider. I think that it's a lot to how do you say? <sighs> it's hard to say, actually. It, it really is. But um, there's no measurable amount of when, like, enough, like, bullshit is bullshit. But it's never truly enough to say, like, um, okay. I'm not going to listen to you because, you know, we just don't share beliefs or we just don't share um, thoughts. We don't share decision making. We don't share choices. We don't wear the same mask, essentially. Right. And it goes back to how I feel about size. Right. Um, it feels like just everyone is wearing a bunch of masks and <laughs> you got to fit the right mask, which might not necessarily happen all the time. Right. And so we group with people that are close to that ideal. Right. And it kind of shuts us off, but we should be open to the other mask, right? Our mask should be mingling in a sense, right? Because if we want to wear a mask and we should wear a mask, it should be against, you know, other beings that may exist and may wear a different mask, right? Or maybe we need to wear this mask so that we may coincide with them, right? So that we don't wipe them out of existence or them wipe us out of existence, right? Because those things can happen, right? Those things happen in nature, right? So why would that not be conversated about other beings, right? It would be foolish to think that we are not having those conversations about how to interact, how to be with other beings that may be on the same or higher intellectual level, but communication nearly impossible nearly 
nearly because I say that because if they're on this intellectual level, there is some form of science that we understand as a whole, whether futuristic or historic or primitive, the origin point, um, the language of science is accessible to us. So the language of science can get us there, right? Or the science behind language, um, behavior, activities, right? Motions, um, faces, expressions, should they have them? Actions, should they do them? Or rather, should they be registered? Or rather, should they be visible? You know, these things are important. But we are able to discern essentially good from bad through primitive communication. We know what harm is because we've hurt before. We know what loss is because we've all lost before. All right. In the grand scheme of things, we have known joy because we have felt joy. We have felt joy. Right. We have felt it. Um, and all these things go into of course, you know where I'm going, the masculine man. And um, I thank you all for staying patient with me while I conversate with myself internally while telling you this story about um, <laughs> essentially conversation, science, and journeys on to, you know, back to the original topic, choices, masculinity, and of course, this YouTuber, NBA. Um, and how he speaks on masculinity and how traditional it is and why I thought it was very similar to my father's, right? But um, he mentions a lot of what most people would consider grotesque terminology, which it is. Some of that shit, I, I, can't, I can't get down with it all, but it's funny as hell and it's entertaining. I'm not going to lie. I have a bad sense of humor, yes. Um, I say this because, you know, if you all go watch this YouTube, you'll see. But he's brave, right? Um, he is, he is, to share such critical, critiquing thoughts <clears throat> in a delivery that honestly is, I, I think, terrible. I think if he delivered it a different way, a lot of people would be on board. Um, but it is pretty harsh, and um, it, it ain't user-friendly. I'm not going to say that at all. It damn sure isn't YouTube-friendly. And so we must consider those things, right? Um, I believe the perfect masculine man would consider those things. But his perfect image would totally be different. His would definitely say, you know, fuck off <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Um, and I found that very funny because uh, when I was growing up, I used to say that. And I was like, man, uh, it's funny. Too hilarious. You know, you all, um, I haven't talked this much before ever. And so I found that if I don't drink water doing, I'll cough. But I'm always hesitant because um, I don't want to make too many sounds, right? And um, cause the podcast to be interrupted or something like that. Um, it's already enough that you have to deal with my thoughts and how I explain to y'all. I have like a million thoughts at once, but they just come together and they improv. And there may be some pauses and some stutters and some ums because... There's a buffering issue going on in my head, right? <laughs> As we would call it, a buffering. And so I do um, congratulate you all, you know, and just thank you and applaud you for sticking it with me. You know, like I said, I don't give up. And when I do, I'll let you know. 
And even then, I might still be working on it. And this was one of those moments, right? Um, it's a very hard topic, um, to be honest, to have um, and to get your point across. Um, so I can see why NBA would enjoy doing those, right? Would enjoy doing those, um, essentially, all day, every day. Well, I won't say all day to do works, but for sure, a good chunk, a good chunk of time. But um, how do you um, essentially work with that, right? How do you work with that? How do you say, okay, this conversation must be had and it's okay? The language I don't agree with, the message, however, I don't even agree with the messenger, right? Right? Maybe the background's not clean enough. <coughs> and these choices we make, these decisions we make, these masks we put on to discriminate, right? To discriminate. Um, essentially speech, essentially thoughts, essentially creativity of a conversation that might be needed to have, had, right? I don't know. Um, there's different ways to go about it. Everybody does it their own way. And again, sorry, um, you know, like you said, guys, you uh, stick with me through my thoughts. But also, I didn't realize how straining um, it is on the voice. So it's another thing. Um, but anyway, ignorance is no excuse, right, in our society. Um, it's a hard thing to live by, man. Um, perfection, essentially. Which ties it back to Dak Prescott and Skip. Very, very hard to live in a perfected life. Hard to live up to an image you don't know. Hard to find satisfaction living up to an image you've never seen. Right? And this may be key to our health, right? Our mental health. And so these conversations need to be had. And we wrap a pretty bow on it, right? Um, because this image that we've tried to live up to, this image that we've tried to emulate, this image that we've tried to share thought with and processes with, with others is pretty difficult because it does not exist, right? It's almost as if we're hurting each other for not being up to this image that I could possibly not know from the next person's image, right? Their image might be the same as mine and it may be totally different because we all have experienced life in different ways down to the bacteria that crawls on our body, right? And, and then further than that. Um, so on a microscopic level and on a huge level, the type of energy waves that we hit at a certain point is different than the others, right? The ones that we take I mean, the ones that we experience, the ones that we choose to act with, totally different, totally different. Even if you're acting with the same person, are you truly acting with the same emotional intact person or someone that has experienced so much so that it has changed them from the person they were literally were an hour ago? From trauma, stress, stroke and onward. It's crazy. These masks are not easy to take on and put off, right? Um, or take off and put on. These masks are essentially, you know, a part of us, our skin. It is almost like plastic surgery. Wow, almost like plastic surgery. On a emotional level, right? On an emotional level, 
you know, as interchangeable and as malleable emotions is, it is almost just as hard to put them back intact the way they were after they've experienced, right? Same thing with the human body. Why should we treat it any differently than the human body? Emotional scars. Yes, depression, right? Emotional scars, which we can all take in various different degrees because not everybody can take a punch. Everyone has their limit on their punches, right? Everybody has their limit. When have we received enough? How do we know? Can we measure that on the emotional level? Is it possible? Not yet. Especially not yet without having the conversation. Maybe. Maybe. It's interesting to talk about, right? It's interesting. Not everybody has the same appetite. Not everybody has the same appetite, right? So we can take it to a scale at which we're at. We can take it to any scale, right? There's examples for all scales. And these are things we have to have a conversation about if we want to think that it may be possible to solve them because they are a part of us. They do affect us. Um, I'm not saying you can build the perfect person yet. But having that conversation about the decision making, the concentration, the focus, the choices, right? Decision making choices, they go hand in hand, if not the same. Um, it's interesting, to say the least. It's interesting. Um, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's feasible. Um, because just figuring out what conversations to have is only the beginning. <laughs> you know, there's other things. What goes into those choices, experiences, right? Um, what goes into those experiences, chemical makeup, right? What goes into those chemicals, um, organs, body parts? What is the right density, right? Does that change something? The DNA code, does that affect anything? Truly, what is the DNA code? Truly, what is looking at the DNA code. Is that the soul or is it further? Where is the genetic makeup? Did it come from an other being, right? Or is it just something of the earth and we are the earth experiencing the earth? It's an interesting concept, right? Or the universe experiencing the universe, right? Interesting, interesting concept. Circular motion, they say. Um, conversations like that probably don't need to go that in depth, right? There's a balance to it. At some point, we must say that's not necessary to get to the next step, right? So we X that off, right? Too much information, not chunky enough can be a problem, right? And that must be true about perfect masculine man, right? He would have that balance, right? He would have that intuitive thought to know when it was enough to say enough. When it was enough to say stop or to keep going, right? He would know it. Tr truly, he would know it. I don't for sure. You know, um, these can go long and these can go short <laughs> just in conversation alone. I could lose my point completely and make a new one. I could get lost, stop and start over and um, come back to it later. Right. That's how it happens. That's how we all should be. And that's OK to do that. Right. 
to have a fluid point is necessary, right? To be fluid and to be stern and rigid, you know, might cause us to crash if we can't turn properly. But if we are crashing and we're able to adjust and conform and configure and transmute that energy effectively, we just may be able to survive a little bit better, a little bit more unchanged. I wonder. I'm not sure, but I wonder. Um, most definitely wonder. It's a lot to consider. It's a lot to talk about. Um, but I think just having the consideration of us wearing masks and us understanding that it may not be all that it's chunked up to be. Um, when we say, hey, just make a choice. Hey, why did you do that? Never truly living in that person's life and only living in your own mind of what a quarterback position could be or should be. NFL, what it should be, what I want it to be, may not necessarily be what is needed to be. Not meant, but needed. Right. And so people taking off their mask and standing up in an odd way on a knee is truly beautiful in my eyes, right? Truly, truly something to take pleasure in, maybe. I don't know. Um, the masculine man would know for sure. The human being would know, most definitely. But this has been a conversation about masks, a little bit about creativity, creating those masks, right? Information processing on a computer alien space travel level. And um, I'm truly happy about that. While also touching on mental illness and just how we can change our thought process, maybe just a little, to be more conforming, more accepting, so that this image isn't too difficult or too stressful on our minds. Thank you for coming out to the home of the faithful idiot. Hey everyone, I'd like to thank you for coming out and listening. Special shout outs to Vante for producing the background music. And special shout out to Joseph for being the audio mixer. Um, if you'd like to know more or find more, then visit my new website, Broderick Lacey-Hudson. Or find me on Instagram as The Faithful Idiot. Or Spotify as The Faithful Idiot. Or YouTube as The Faithful Idiot. Look at that. So many choices. Decision making, right? always tied together but pick one or pick them all and i'll see you next time